This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Wednesday, March 29th, 2006. I'm Molly Wood. I'm Tom Merritt. <laughs> she already forgot what she's supposed to do. Oh, me now? Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length. I believe it is episode wonder, number 195. Yes, it is. And, oh, I'm uh, so close. I can taste it. You're Veronica Belmont. You Did got, I say you that? You were so stunned oh. by her. I'm Veronica <laughs> Belmont. Veronica Bacon Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the bacon. Ooh. So between Veronica and myself, we've been not together as a group in roughly 14 days, and apparently it shows. Happy reunion. Yay. And you know what tomorrow is? <gasps> I Our do. one year anniversary. Buzz out loud on the web for Ooh. one year. Welcome, new listeners. If you've you, missed a lot. <laughs> you can hack the URL. You can listen to that very first episode. Still That's right. on the web. Uh, but this one, we actually, we were talking about Friday in your office, Molly, yes. and it was too late to put on the Friday podcast and we held it for today so that all three of us could be here, uh, because it involves World of Warcraft and some really dumb behavior. Yes. And I want to thank you for holding it because man, I want, I was so fired up about this on Friday that I actually wanted to do a supplemental podcast <laughs> oh. just to freak out about this. So essentially Blizzard has sent, okay. Let me start at the beginning. This guy wrote an unauthorized game guide to World of Warcraft, which is not that surprising because people talk about it nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. He, was, he self-published it, and he was selling it on eBay. Blizzard sent cease and desist, the equivalent of cease and desist orders to eBay saying you have to take down these auctions because the book itself violates the DMCA, violates our copyright. So eBay's policy apparently is to take this stuff down, so they did, and then I guess... They didn't hear anything back then about from Blizzard, so they put it back up, and the guy relisted the auction under a different name, and so then they did that too, sent the de- cease and desist about that, and eBay took that down, and then they started coming to the guy himself and saying, you, you threatening copyright and trademark infringement action against him under the DMCA. Okay, here's the thing. You are allowed by the First Amendment to write books about things. <laughs> You can, you can. That is, uh, in the United States anyway, you're allowed to express yourself about stuff. And let me say that as a person who formerly worked for a technology book publisher as a book editor, you are also allowed under current fair use interpretations of copyright law to use screenshots and photos of those products without having to get permission and without violating copyright. It's considered fair use to write about a thing, which we here at CNET, for example, do every freaking day and put up screenshots I, that's I, it is that's one of those examples of fair use. Fair use. You have a fair use of the uh, the image is what you're saying, right? And this this is exactly the kind of thing that the DMCA is wrongly used for all the time. Like you just invoke this Ooh, DMCA and say you, you have to take this down. Luckily, I'm happy to report that the guy who wrote the book, Cop, what's yeah, his first name? Cop. I, I don't remember his first name, but it is Mr. Cop. Mr. Cop, who wrote K-O-P-P. the book. K-O-P-P. Uh, he's suing Blizzard. Brian Cop is, is counter suing Blizzard or suing Blizzard basically and saying, "Oh heck no!" Which <laughs> I mean, I'm he alleges sorry, that he's Blizzard gonna win. He alleges that Blizzard Entertainment, its parent company Vivendi Universal, and the Entertainment Software Association were wrong to order eBay to terminate the auctions of the Ultimate World of Warcraft leveling and gold guide. Yeah, yeah, thank. You. Uh, so, so, so he's. <laughs> Suing, it's he's suing for them taking him down on eBay, right? So 
he's like, you know what? Fine. You want to sue me? I'll sue you. Yeah. I guess he has well, the resources to do that. Sued. Well, apparently the, this public interest advocacy group called Public, public Citizen, Citizen. Yeah. has joined him in filing the suit on behalf of Good. Trump. And they have made what I think is the defining quote here, which is, if in effect the video game industry's actions are upheld, then so says Paul Levy, quote, then selling a how-to book about Microsoft Word would infringe Microsoft's copyright, especially if the book contained one or more screenshots of Word's user interface. Which, by the way, there are roughly 72 gabajillion books out there. Writing a book about anything. Writing a book about anything. And he Writing says, a, if I wrote a book about you, you could sue me. Well, well but I don't understand this. Right. There are already unauthorized player guides that are sold in bookstores about World of Warcraft. Right. So yeah. why why is this book different? Because now, one it's thing not I have there must be a major publisher. The, yeah, there must be something in this book. A, either it's not a major publisher. That's probably why they think they can get away with just being like, ah, oh, DMCA, shut it down. Or there may be something in the book that they, you know, don't care for. Who knows? I'm trying to figure out if it's an electronic book or a paper book that is one thing i haven't found specifically noted here yeah because sometimes you go onto ebay and they'll sell shouldn't books matter. shouldn't matter i'm just i'm just wondering if maybe that's why blizzard was getting uppity about it for some reason I don't, doesn't make sense i suspect it's because i'm sure it's what veronica just said which is it's a self-published book mm-hmm. which is which is always the way that the dmca is so efficiently used as a vicious club because you assume that people don't have the resources to fight back so you can just go to them and be like oh no Well, it's essentially publishing like a walkthrough for a video game. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what it is. So there's millions of those. There's millions of those on GameSpot. There's millions of those on, you know, every gaming site. So why? What is the distinction? Yeah, I don't know. What's up with Blizzard, Veronica? It's It's like they're living in their own. They are freaking out. It's like they're living in their own little world. You would think. Yeah. Huh. Weird. (laughs) Also, all the servers were down last night after they they had the new patch. Wage Warcraft. Veronica, I think you should boycott. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm sorry, but this is, that is unbelievably evil. It is pretty evil. And they've been doing a lot of kind of you do not sketchy say, behavior lately. That to me, this to me is such a clear cut First Amendment argument that I almost can't even believe it. Yeah, what else have they done recently? What, is there, is there they some... had the uh, the gay, gay um, right. guild. The guild. The, they had that flap. There was something right. else too. There was something else. I can't I know, remember I can't what it was. I can't remember what it was either, but lately they, they're not on their best behavior. What did, um, did Blizzard respond? No, they did not immediately respond to interview requests from news.com. Right. So I'm said, interested to yet. see. Maybe, you know, maybe it was just one of their lawyers freaking out and, and saying something and not really getting the company's full no, consent. Dude, no. Because they went after eBay two times about two separate op- auctions and then came after this guy personally. That's like, a that's good point. Yeah. The first time, up. maybe it's a mistake. Second time. No. What they said apparently in one of their complaints was uh, that cop could not lawfully sell a guide that, quote, attempts to trade off the substantial goodwill and recognition that Blizzard has built up in connection with its World of Warcraft product. And so all- they basically said, we don't want you to make money off of our name because our thing is really popular. He's not making money off of your name in the sense that he's like building a pretending game to be that World pretends to be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a book about it. Come on. Well, and he didn't give cheat codes or anything, which might be okay. Which all, wait, he wait, did, wait, all he did was what is, strategy. What is the book again it's about? Just a gold, strategy book. It's okay. just a walkthrough. It's called the Ultimate uh, World of Warcraft Leveling and Gold Guide. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I can think about mm. is if it has anything to do with gold farming, which is the practice of using bots to to farm for resources and to get gold and and that kind of thing. That would I haven't seen the book, so I don't know. That could 
theoretically be the only reason why I would see that. That Blizzard could get him get banned upset. from the game. I don't think he, you could it shut him up about it. It stop him no. from writing a book about exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. no. But, you know. And that is not the substance of their complaint either way. It's not like it's way. illegal I'm not, to farm I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's just against you know, the rules of the game. I'm, I'm trying to. That might be why they got mad at him. Yeah. It's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But still, you still have I'm a not defending responsibility. Them. I agree with as you. As a company. I mean, even if you just get mad, that to, that's unbelievable. Like, are there children working there? Um, I don't like this book, so we better go ahead and tell him that he's violating our copyright and get our lawyers on it. Like, are they, what? I, I'm sorry, but that is unbelievable. I hope Blizzard and that guy can patch it up. I will never play that game. I hope which they is can, easy I, for me to say. I, I will can, continue to play that game. I hope they can oh. patch up their differences. I'm very disappointed. Because Microsoft is getting patches. <laughs> just trying to pull us out of this <laughs> uh, bad web browser bug got patched by an independent security firm uh, this IE uh, bug has been going around for a while if you visit the wrong website it can execute malicious code Microsoft hasn't patched it yet but an independent security firm released a patch for the loophole for, on Microsoft's behalf it's really interesting because Microsoft had kind of been downplaying the threat and saying like oh it's not that big a deal and so far there aren't any real exploits or whatever but then there have been a bunch of security bloggers lately saying dude no they're, they're you know, anywhere from 200 to 400 different exploits now built into various websites and it's apparently considered in the security community a really, really bad bug, a really big problem. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to go to a website to get it. Mm-hmm. You can't just get it. But the people who are most likely not to be paying attention are the people who are going to click on a link in an email from some spammer that right. take you to one of these websites. Right. Well, and it, I mean, people are building it into maybe seemingly legit websites. And it, could you hack a domain and redirect to your website? Sure. Like, it's not that... Hard, There's been a know? solution, though, in place the entire time. Yeah, Firefox. Or Opera. <laughs> <laughs> um, Those I, two patches can be installed by anyone at yeah, any time. that is true. Uh, and yeah. rumor has it, actually, that this, this flaw could be so serious that Microsoft might release an out-of-cycle patch. No way. Out-of-cycle? Out <laughs> That's, like, That's crazy talk. Because, as many of you know, it's they like usually snakes only snakes on a plane. Release. Snakes on a plane? <laughs> Patch on a plane? cycle. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't have the same ring to it. I don't think Sam Jackson would sign on for that. I'm tired of these patches. Patches on a cycle. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we will reveal why Apple Core is upset with Apple Computer. Uh, we'll talk about the search wars a little bit, Google making an embarrassing mistake, and an air-powered car. With high-speed cable from Earthlink, you get speeds up to 100 times faster than regular dial-up. And the signal operates free and clear of your cable TV. Which is good, because we wouldn't want to irritate Tony Soprano. Now would we? Call Earthlink. So what is the newest here in the Apple v. Apple? (laughs) Yeah, so while you were gone, we talked a little bit about uh, Apple Core going after Apple Computer again. And now, according to the register, it it seems that Apple Core's dispute is not over Apple Computer selling music... It's over Apple Computer using an Apple logo yeah. while they're selling music. Of course, Apple still stands by the fact that they're not selling music. They're only selling a service and hardware. Yeah, mm. and uh, Apple Core isn't buying that. No. Apple Core says Apple Computer can go into the recorded music business in any way they want. But could we? Okay, so that's it's lawyer just, Jeffrey Voss QC. Just the logo? Which, but that's exactly what they're 19... Like, they made that deal in 1989 in which Apple basically made this very vague 
Well, no, the the, fir- the original 89 agreement that preceded the 91 agreement that preceded the 2003 refiling of the lawsuit or reopening of the complaint said, uh, basically, lo- Apple sort of said, like, we won't get in the music business. Yeah. It was this very vague, weird thing. Lawyer Voss says they can go into the recorded music business in any way they want. That's what he told the high court in England, in London today. Yeah, what they what? cannot do is use Apple trademarks to do it. Okay, so well, what about the name the Apple? that was the original complaint, basically. What about the name Apple as opposed to I the logo I think the settlement the said... We won't go into recorded music, but we'll get to my keep question. losing the logo. What? What about the name Apple? Apple or just Apple logo? The like the picture of the Apple. Oh, I don't think the name can be stopped. I think it's the. I think the logo they've got a better case. And, and as I mentioned on yeah. a previous podcast, I don't know English common law that well, no. which you seem su- surprised at the time. <laughs> you don't I'm know surprised. English common law. Tom is a bit of an Anglophile. <laughs> I'm frankly shocked that you don't know English <laughs> common law in and out. So I anyway, don't know. I think that's really interesting. I've been I've been wondering when. The Beatles, Apple, Apple Corp was going to come along and re-sue Apple actually for a while because, I mean, almost as soon as they put out the iTunes music store, given that, that they at one point had an agreement that said we won't get into the music business, which to me, I don't understand how that could have been a legal agreement anyway. Well, I think it was because that maybe mean? it was settled out of court. It was, yeah. And, I, that, and it maybe was that's why part of a contract or whatever, but uh, I don't know. Apple's getting too old for this sort of behavior. They're turning 30. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. They need to stop. They need to s- settle down. Then Buy turn, a house. Turn, good excuse. Get married. Drink a bunch of apple martinis. Turn down the music. Yes, Ooh, exactly. Apple teenies. What a good idea. Um, yes, as you well know, I mean, we're jumping the gun here a little bit because the official 30th anniversary is not until Saturday. But hey, it's never too early to start talking about it. Or yeah. drinking apple teenies. Or drinking apple teenies. And also, I non-alcoholic if you wish. Want to point out that <laughs> our own news.com has an absolutely awesome timeline. And I think if you just go to news.com, you can navigate very pretty graphics as well. Yeah. And it has a picture of like basically every product that was released. And it has like world events at the same time. It's just really cool. My favorite thing is they've got pictures of all the Apple computers down the left side. And if you scroll really fast, it's like a little Apple flip book. (laughs) (laughs) Until you get to iPod and then you're like, what? It ends on the Mac, iMac Core Duo. So so apparently there's, is there not going to be any kind of fancy big announcement? For the birthday, we'll we don't see. know. Is that there have been no um, invites? What do you want him to do, Veronica? No build event. up a bunch of hype and have us all be disappointed again? <laughs> you know, because that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> there have been no invites thus far. I believe right. Stephen Paul Jobs listens to this podcast and is like, I don't want to get Molly all upset again. I'm just going <laughs> to announce it. On I wasn't the- that upset, especially Molly, but especially Veronica. Yeah, I wasn't that upset because we're pals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be Not. kind of funny if um it was a big elaborate April Fool's joke that they were just like, oh, whatever, you know, we had cake <laughs> <laughs> what mm, Waz cake. was there it was good That's to see him again deal. that 20th anniversary mac just didn't sell that well <laughs> i don't remember if it did or not i know you're gonna email me google is back out in front comscore network's latest statistics uh, not back out in front they've been in front the whole time but they're actually widening their lead that's the news here uh they increased their lead over yahoo and microsoft at the u.s web search market to 42.3 percent that's up from 36.3 percent a year earlier so it's almost half yeah of everyone who uses the web uses google frankly i'm surprised it's that low i know me too there's this, even a quote down here where they right. uh, somebody said they could reach 70 percent possibly eventually i would not be that surprised but i was more surprised by um ask.com which mm-hmm. is also growing after they took off poor poor old jeeves Aww. they retired poor jeeves I they know. went from yeah they went from 5.3 percent to six percent it was the most fun asking jeeves really horrible questions and seeing how he would respond well yeah that's pg wodehouse stopped spinning in his grave though <laughs> they stole his character right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're, all like, we're like okay <laughs> what 
So Google. Well, that, so Google. more about Google. Not so, so um, up on their uh, their little purchase of Blogger there. Well, they accidentally deleted their own blog. No. Uh, and a user named Trey Phillips, this is according to uh, Eleanor put- Mills here at News.com, <laughs> the user named Trey Phillips put uh, registered Google's own blog when he noticed that it was unregistered and then put up a screenshot of the Google blog <laughs> with a note urging Google to fix its blog. That's very So it was funny. non-malicious. He's like, well, I'm going to take this before somebody else does something mean with it. Yeah, I mean, that's actually kind of nice. And then Google seized it back, and now it's fine. Did they forcibly Did they seize it, or you? did they ask him? Or? I, it just, he, I think it says he just he checked in again and realized that they had taken it back. Wow. That's they have not the, well, nice. They do have the power. They should have been like, hey, yeah, thanks. Yeah, at least I thank you. Um, the, apparently, Jason Goldman, blogger product manager, posted about it. And he said, we've determined the cause of tonight's outage. The blog was mistakenly deleted by us. Don't. He actually wrote that, which I think is awesome. And uh, which allowed the blog address to be temporarily claimed by another user. This was not a hack, and nobody guessed our password. Our bad. Oops. <laughs> guessed our password. Oh. Yeah, you know, they got a lot of things going on. It's hard to focus on things. Yeah. All right. Uh, DTO tipped us off to the air-powered car. It's uh, The link go out in the newsletter to a video on the Discovery Channel of a car powered by compressed air. Sweet. So the only exhaust is cold air, which can then be used to uh, power the air conditioning oh, in the car. And genius. you can either plug it in and create your own compressed air. Uh, it takes about four hours to fill the tank. Or you could go to a compressed air pump and it takes just a few minutes to fill it back up. goes about 150 kilometers, they said. So I don't know. Do the math. Like 90 miles? Yeah, something like that. 80, 90 miles. Hmm. I have a question. Hmm? So you know how Google owns Blogger? Yeah. Why do, what's the p- point of having page creator then? If you can already make a blog on Blogger that Google owns, why would do, why do you need page creator? Well, that was why I said page creator, Google page creator was so 1996. Did we, did we talk about that already? I don't know well, if you were like, here maybe when we, when we, when we talked about like it looked like tripod. It was a while back, but yeah, it was it, like it's a, like it's a like, 1990s the same WYSIWYG sort of editor. Question, which yeah. is I mean, it, it's it's different to create pages than to create a blog and you can't create independent pages in Blogger like you can in WordPress. Right. But but and it's weird. And you are creating specifically a blog product as opposed to like a my first website kind of product. Well, which is which? I think page creator is the more than my first, my website, first website. Yeah, that's like just putting up your name and your but picture. But that whole idea is, but that is so also, Yeah, that's also assuming tired. there's actually a difference between your own website and a blog, which yeah. is, you know, just because it has a special name doesn't mean it's anything different than your own right. personal website. It's just content. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Oh, good point. Good question. Help us, Google. <sighs> What's your deal? We're probably all confused because of all this stress caused by electrical noise. <laughs> I know I am. Slashdot reporting that the Globe and Mail is reporting uh, a possible physiological problems could be caused by dirty electricity. So this is poor power quality caused by electrical feedback and harmonics from consumer electronics. So you got your TiVo running, you got your television on, you've got a microwave, and all of these electronics are putting off uh, radiation feedback that is not... Harmonious. Can you hear when things are on when you can't tell it, see that they're yes. on? Yes. Yeah. I have, I have that issue, yes. Yeah. Because people think I'm crazy. Oh, no. I mean, you, you notice more when it goes off. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the EM fields. Uh, they, they have been doing a lot of research on the connection between EM fields and cancer, but now they're starting to look into possible connections to fatigue Headaches, depression. Ooh. This sounds like a daytime television commercial. And Do you have fatigue, headaches, fatigue. and depression? It could be EM radiation. Buy this black piece of plastic. Well, no, apparently, yeah, apparently this guy, the story starts out with a story about a guy who's a technical writer in Newcastle. Um, 
Go Newcastle. Which is a bedroom community east of Toronto, FYI. Oh, not that Newcastle. Um, (laughs) And he was having all this hip pain and back pain, and he bought a filter. It says he spent $1,000 on filters that, much like like surge protectors on a computer, clean up fluctuations and surges in the electricity flowing in the wires around his home. Wow. And he said within a couple of days, after months of pain for which his doctor could find no cause, he started feeling fine again. Mm -hmm. But he told his wife that it had to be the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. But then, who knows? Correlation is he not said causation. said they started to sleep better. I'm inclined to agree with him. Maybe it's a placebo effect. Okay, so... I, um, I wonder if Steve Ballmer's kids feel better being kept from using an iPod or Google. Have you seen that weird movie about um, developers, environmental... Developers, I think it's called yeah. Safe. About sort of environmental toxicity. This woman who's like allergic to the world. It's a pretty weird movie. Okay, so... That reminds me of Northern Exposure. Redo your segue, if bubble. you would. Oh, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of Steve Ballmer's kids who can't use iPod and Google. Right. Which, what? According to a Fortune magazine interview, <laughs> Microsoft's CEO, Steve Ballmer, uh, stated, my children uh, in many dimensions, they're as poorly behaved. This is my Steve Ballmer impression, by oh. the way. Poorly behaved as many other children, but at least on this dimension, I got my kids brainwashed. You don't use Google and you don't use an iPod. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> oh, I'm going to deny my kids good technology especially google i mean at least you can you sure you can I give know. them yeah. give them as creative zen or something whatever if you're going to be that way but let them use google well you know what you cannot be an effective developer of products unless you are familiar with the competition and so if he's saying that he is willing to live in a total bubble in which this stuff doesn't even enter his day-to-day life and he doesn't he refuses to accept like the appeal or how easy it might be for his kids to use it or whatever, then how can he possibly be giving good input into product development? Yeah, I guess that's my like, question. It just sounds like a loyalty thing to me. Like, know your enemy, dude. Well, it's, it's as bad as people who get all ideological and won't buy anything because somewhere along the line it offends their sensibilities. It's like, come just, on, just use the best weird stuff. It's funny and mean. Doing his part, though, to keep future Google market share at 99.9999%. Yeah. <laughs> Real quickly, uh, thanks to Peter John for the saliva inducing gadget of the day, the 64 gig flash drive. And how, how much as that cost? seen on Engadget. No It'll more. set you back a mere 5,000 bucks. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. That's all right. You can get a 16 gig for 1,500. Dude, it's so awesome. I love it that it's like attached to a key because like you're going to put your $5,000 64 gig drive. Oops, well, I lost yeah. my key. The, you know, the keychain. keys to your $30,000, $17,000 car. So, you know, why not uh, have your $5,000 yeah, flash drive? Just get all your eggs in one easy to lose basket. There you go. <laughs> and I'm sure That's you'll have awesome. all of your uh, your financial data on there too. So when, yeah. when you lose it, somebody can easily find that. Absolutely. Right. Uh, let's get to the voicemail. Uh, this is, we, I don't, we were trying to figure out who this is. They don't say who they are, but they sound really familiar. But anyway, uh, they're talking about some instant messaging therapy. Hi, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. Um, just calling to remind you that your voicemail needs to be changed because Veronica is not in it. And uh, also, um, in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article today uh, about um, a way, another way like technology is helping out, and it's uh, instant messaging chat therapy, and it's for, um, uh, for quitting smoking and sexual abuse trauma. And so uh, the, people can go to these websites, and then they can keep their name anonymous and get the physical therapy get therapy at the same time just uh, thought it was very interesting um anyway uh love the podcast bye is that you alex is it is it was it alex brewer <laughs> i can't tell it could be 
Hard to know. Anyway, um, yeah, I have this story up about the Wall Street Journal or the, the Wall Street Journal story about instant messaging chat therapy. And I've actually heard of this before. It's People do like it because it's, like you says, anonymous. And mm, I don't think you. Yeah. So what do you do? You type in I want to smoke and then the I no, am client I mean, comes back. Don't do it. There, there are sites like there's mytherapy.net, getgoing.com, talking to you, helphorizons.com. Yeah, so you. Oh, okay, so you're actually talking to a real person. Yeah, I thought it was like a chat a bot. bot. Or no, oh, okay. and they, you can. Well, it links. There's, they're meant to like link consumers with therapists, so you can okay. browse bios, and then I think maybe they have a forum for instant messaging, so you can do short text messaging. Like, Got it. am I crazy? Do I need to come to the doctor or yeah. you know whatever? I mean, I don't think you'd <laughs> want to necessarily tell if you're crazy until you go to the doctor, Molly. But I think there are like. That this is the the principle essentially of kind of of suicide hotlines, but yeah, it's, right. you wouldn't want to use it, I think, for anything seriously therapeutic because it's as well, we all I don't know, know. Like, abuse is pretty seriously therapeutic. I know, but I'm saying you would not want to get intensive therapy over IM because it's not a very it's not a personal interaction. You don't get like of of calming voice on the other end. Yes, of the line. but Things on the are same easily time, misinterpreted in IM. But at the same time, we're a generation of people who have most of their social interactions to a, to a degree over instant message. Mm-hmm. So it might actually be a lot more comfortable some, for some people oh, to think, not have to speak I think over the to phone get, with someone. I think to get the process started, absolutely to get introduced. Dude, to I someone. get total anxiety having to talk to people. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with it. I don't think any responsible therapist would offer serious therapy or counseling sessions over I am. I think suicide hotline was probably a really good analog for this. Maybe. Like it's a way to make first like just, contact. Yeah, it makes first contact. It gets you, you know, introduced to the, the concept and then hopefully more comfortable with talking to a person. And also we'll change the voicemail. Clark. Message. Okay. Clark in North Carolina uh, calls in about orb. This is becoming an ongoing subject. Uh, hey guys, this is Clark in North Carolina. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you meant to do this, but, uh, I'm going to give you props on the uh, old-school Nirvana quote. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but uh, still pretty cool. Uh, and you guys have been talking about the sling box. Well, I have been getting my CNET podcast fix from the uh, Orb program. Uh, my CNET podcast goes into my, my music folder, and then I can access it with my trio whenever I am out on the go. And so I actually listen to you guys on my trio via Orb. So that's kind of cool if I share that with you. And uh, Veronica rocks. All right, bye. Yes, she does. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, the getting the podcast over the trio that way is pretty interesting. That sounds Orb, neat. Actually, we got an email about Orb, too, and it sounds pretty cool. I'm going to have to look a little well, more. We've been talking it. about it for days. Plus, I saw the Orb CEO on a panel at... Nat P, I think, and yeah. he really is very interesting on that. Get He's an on. interesting topic or person to talk about DRM. Because our, our big thing was where a sling box is better is if you don't already have a box you can use for Orb, mm-hmm. and you can just then you just buy it and plug it in. Mm-hmm. But Orb is pretty cool, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that was from Nirvana. That's actually a quote from Joseph Heller. I looked it up. Catch twenty two. Yep. All right. Uh, if you've been seeing double in iTunes, uh, mm-hmm. it's actually a good thing. Uh, you may notice in iTunes seeing two versions of every podcast over the past, I don't know, five, ten. Uh, and a it's month. Beca- it's because we fixed the XML. <laughs> it's fixed now. And the XML should work in almost every client. 
Um, we're still re- getting some reports of Doppler not working properly, okay. but iPodder X and Lemon and Juice and whatever they're called now, those seem to be fixed. And thanks to Patrick, right? Patrick is amazing. Woo-hoo. Yes, he helped me Man. a lot with the feed. Um, but the, the issue with Doppler, he's actually might be talking to the Doppler developers to see that <laughs> if every other if every other podcast aggregator is getting it now and it's working, then maybe it's something that they should change in their development of All the right. program. So, dude, just go, man, go. Keep we on waiting. Hire that guy. We need, we need something better than a T-shirt for that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, we're Leo, working on it. Patrick. Leo uh, sent us an email with an MP3 that we were carefully scanned and found out it was safe, and now we're going to play it. Hello, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. Leo Maya from Brazil. About the DRM thing over here, Tom. Actually, your Portuguese was pretty good. I think you have a natural gift for it. Veronica, you sounded so cute saying Infinito Particular. Please say it again. The singer name is Marisa Monte. Her CDs are Infinito Particular, which means Private Infinite, and you missed for a letter or something, Tom. The other one is Universe on Redor, which means Universe Around Me. I hate DRM, and I would prefer if it stayed there in the US. But no, let's bring it to Brazil. What a nice job they did. They didn't even translate the thing. What a shame. See, I thought this DRM business would take a little longer to start messing around things here. I guess I was wrong. See you later, guys. Love the podcast. Best regards from Brazil. Ciao. Uh, I'm not even going to try to make an attempt Dude, to pronounce it. you are being <laughs> too nice to say that I pronounced it close. That wasn't even close to what you said. <laughs> And, but still fun to listen to. Well, it's, still, it's just kind of sad that I took Spanish for eight years and I can't pronounce Portuguese worth totally different languages. But it's different. I know, yeah, I know it's, it's totally different. different. I know, it's totally but different. looking at it, I looked at it like I should pronounce it yeah. with, with Spanish-wise, and no, no dice. The, uh, the other thing is we apologize for DRM. Even though it's not necessarily our fault, we apologize on behalf of the rest of the world for <laughs> DRM infecting your country. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. And uh, one last email from Bob, the patent lawyer. Thank goodness for you, Bob. Uh, we mentioned the Wi-Fi patents that Google employees have filed for. Hmm. Uh, and that's that's uh, what Bob was writing in about. These are not patents. These are patent applications. That's a it's fine distinction, but one a lawyer will make. I am sure I am not the first one that has pointed this out. Actually, I think yeah, actually you are. Yeah. yeah, you kind of are. But they have yet to be examined <laughs> no one else knows the difference, Bob. as well. Exactly. But we're glad he wrote in. Yeah. These are just applications that have published. So it's different than actually holding the patent. As for the actual patents themselves, I haven't had a chance to read them fully. But like any software patent, I hope the applicant and the examiner find and cite some good non-patent art. As to the ownership, don't cry for Google so quickly or trumpet the rights of the inventors, most employment contracts require any IP from an employee during their employment become the property of the company. Mm-hmm. That's something we didn't oh, consider well, actually, yesterday. That in, is pretty common. In several companies, in fact, it's it's now CNET's policy that you, and on your sort of application, you have to write down like things that you've invented yeah. in the past so that it can be differentiated from what you may invent as a part of work, as a part, you know, part of working here. In fact, in some states, according to Bob, <laughs> That is even true in the absence of an agreement. If you don't agree to it, everything defaults to the company, right. which is just evil. You know what but I invented? A t-shirt folder out of a piece of cardboard. 
You put huh? the T-shirt on the cardboard and you fold it. I I've did it when seen I was in second before, grade. Really? I know, because then someone actually <laughs> invented it after me. Isn't that always prior art? Get your second grade teacher in. <laughs> there you I go. Know. In front of the witness stand. He signed it, Bob. I don't play a Pat Moyer on TV, but I am a one in real life. Nice. Because I'm always saying the opposite. Uh, all right, upload your video. We've gotten some pretty funny ones. Uh, we'll put the link in the newsletter. And if you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. New buzz report up on iTunes. I did take a week off and I apologize, but there is a new one up now and I'll be taping a new one this week. Of course. Give us a call. 1-800-616-CNET. Give us an email. Buzz at CNET.com and give us a post in the forums. Do all three right now. Forums.CNET.com. Look for the buzz out loud. loud. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Mmm, bacon. Mmm, bacon. I don't like bacon that much. Well, you Actually, that's you not do true. now. I, for the rest of my life, <laughs> bacon is the only.